Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Danny's Summit. I thank you guys for uh, taking a few minutes out of your day to drop in and uh, listen to uh, some of my ramblings from the middle of uh, nowhere Indy. It's a beautiful spring day, uh, nice and sunny, birds are singing, it's a good day to be alive. So let's love each other a little bit more and take a deep breath and remind ourselves that we're doing good. So today's topic, I've been talking about it for the past week, and I have recorded um, at least 10 of these intros um, already today, um, just can't seem to quite get it right, but you know, um, the topic is a very sensitive one, and it's on abortion, and uh, you know, generally abortion, we only hear it come up um, on the news when it's a political season, you know, the Democrats versus the Republicans, pro-choice versus pro-life, um, you know, but otherwise we really don't hear much about the news unless there's some type of scandal going on. Um, I will say, you know, throughout the years, I've always been um, pro-having clinics, the resources, the true, proper medical way um, to handle abortions, Um, you know, I feel that those are valued services and that we do need to have those, still have those. We cannot completely abolish um, those type of clinics um, because therefore that just opens a a bigger door for the black market, uh, which we know I'm sure already has some type of foothold in it. Um, seems like everything's there, but um, but on the most part, we're able to keep things on the up to up. That means that we also have, um, you know, recordings of these procedures and things like that that we would elsewise not have. Just because you take a clinic away doesn't mean you're going to take the necessity away. Um, so whenever you know the Republican. Um, party moved up in the um, Senate and, you know, there was a big concern, oh no, you know, we're going to, um, you know, lose abort, you know, abortion rights and go back to coat hangers, things like that. I was like, um, we can't take our country and our world back a step medically. I don't feel that that would be in our best interest. Once again, these are just my opinions. Um, You know, everyone has opinions. I guess uh, really with this podcast, you know, I just want to start getting people to have conversations. And this is a very touchy conversation that we don't talk about. Um, You know, generally people that have had an abortion, you know, this is a a deep, dark secret, um, a sin, if you will, in their hearts. And, you know, they carry this burden alone. And, um, that right there saddens me, um, because there is forgiveness in everything. Um, you know, and, um, when it comes to a situation of necessity of abortion, I, I mean, my first question is, what are the circumstances behind the pregnancy? You know, um, cause there's bigger issues generally going on, you know, um, you know, you could have a case of domestic abuse. Women have been suppressed by their, you know, child, um, for since the dawn of time. Um, sometimes children can be used as control weapons in a relationship, which is definitely not healthy. Um, you know, the other type of manipulation 
uh, going on, you know, so I questioned the circumstances behind it, you know, is it a rape, is it a molestation, you know, are we talking about a child here, 13, 14 years old, um, you know, why are we dealing with the pregnancy at that age, um, you know, and there might be some life skills that need to be um, addressed there or, you know, issues going on at home. Um, we could really take that and dive really deep just on the situation of what's going on around the pregnancy, um, not even the pregnancy itself. Um, <clears throat> so um, in my personal, you know, opinion, you know, I would like to we need to encourage those other options of uh, adoption. There are many, many families out there that absolutely, you know, would love to have a child, um, you know, and, uh, you know, in the foster care system, there are children, you know, just begging to be adopted there as well. Uh, so there's many, um, there's other, I guess, Ram, um, ability. You have other options, you know, that we don't initially may not think of, you know, because, you know, pregnancy is a life changing event. Um, there's, I'm sure, you know, for some that the, they're not elated and this is a, a huge decision. And, uh, you know, my heart goes out to anyone that may be listening that may be having to contemplate this in their life right now. Um, and then, um, and if that is the case, then I hope maybe you find something in this that helps you, you know, to gather more information um, to make sure that you are fully um, educated. You know, um, a big topic recently has been, you know, when does the um, the actual conception of life begin? Um, you know, is it at the fertilization of the egg? Um, or is it later on in the um, pregnancy, you know, heartbeat or sense of pain or fingernails, you know, um, we could, everyone could break it down. And I'm sure we'd all have different opinions. Um, but at the end of the day, I really, you know, don't think that's truly what matters. I don't think that we're going to be able to come up with, oh, at nine weeks and 48, you know, 48 hours, this is when life begins. I mean, that's, uh, to me, is uh, playing God in our judgment and, um, you know, every birth is, you know, a blessing. And, um, you know, so at the end of the day, we can need to move the thought process back a little bit. So especially considering, you know, life on Mars and its fungus and, you know, mold. So if that's life on Mars, then, you know, mitosis and division of cells. But don't forget, you do have many other options like Plan B, um, 50 bucks, pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Um, so educational post here. And, um, so, or let's get on the bandwagon a bit, um, earlier, you know, it's a very hard decision as a parent, um, to put, uh, to put your child on birth control or not. Um, some feel like it's given a license to have sex. Um, you know, if I 
put my daughter on birth control, then I'm just saying, yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, you want your boyfriend to spend the night. Um, to me, um, I was not going to have a teenage, you know, pregnancy or even have the risk. And, and I did that when my childhood, um, I did that with my daughter as well. And, um, I immediately put her on, um, birth control. I let her choose it. Um, you know, went through the process. I gave her, you know, it was her decision, her control, um, on that, you know, of course, uh, had the conversation, you know, of respecting your body and loving yourself first and being a temple and, you know, I, and being responsible, you know, because as a parent, you know, you know, when you're, when you yourself were a teenager and how stupid you were, you know, but unfortunately no teenager ever listens to that. So, um, but, you know, I think, you know, just turning your eye to it, um, may, you know, and I guess I just need to leave that to everyone because everyone has their own decision on that. Um, but Speaking on contraceptions, um, just to go through a list, just to be educational here, um, of course, you have the barrier method, which generally is um, condoms these days, um, Then, which is good for STDs anyway. Everyone should be wrapping it up. Herpes is for life, people. You can't get rid of it. All right. So wrap that thing up. All right. Um, and then, of course, we have oral methods, which is taking a pill every single day. Um, generally, you do have to take them around the same time. On a side note, a lot of people, um, women are not aware of this. If you take an antibiotic, you could, 14 days after, you could be um, unprotected during that window. So please make sure you take extra precaution during that time period. Um, we forget to, to even mention it because it's such an old um, warning. So you don't often get that reminder when you get an antibiotic. Um, oh, then we have injections. You have what, injection once every three months with the depot. Um, nice, easy, and convenient. Then you have your IUD. Some of those last three to five years. Um, some insurance um, pay for them 100%. Um, you know, so those are very good options as well. So more preventative than reactive. All right. So we're going to take a short commercial break. And then when we come back, I want to get into some of the numbers. Um, uh, um, over in just the last year. Don't forget to come back. You guys, thanks for returning. So abortion is definitely not something that we uh, sit around the family dinner table and discuss, you know, um, probably not a good conversation at a family reunion. Um, but I definitely feel that it is a topic that we have neglected um, as well. Um, so I was reading some articles and um, found that in 2020 alone, there were... 42.7 million abortions worldwide. I mean, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. Um, globally, there were more deaths from abortion in 2020 than all deaths from cancer, malaria, HIV, AIDS, smoking, alcohol, and traffic accidents combined. That is a staggering number. Um, and, and foreign policy states that 
and many Russian women actually use abortion as their sole source of birth control. Official figures show almost 930,000 women terminate a pregnancy each year. That's a staggering number. Um, and the, my first question in this day and age, why are we using abortion um, as the sole form of birth control? I mean, we have so many easier options out there available to us. Um, and, you know, plus, too, I think of the cost um, and also the strain, um, you know, of the whole procedure on the mother. Um, you know, for a lot of women, it's a huge emotional roller coaster that stays with them, um, and this, you know, and the stigma stays with them for the rest of their lives, um, you know, and that saddens me, you know. So, can we one prevent um, some of these situations where we're we're not having to deal with it, you know? Um, I guess, once again, being preventative in the conversations of having that open dialogue in the household, you know, because it starts with us in our homes, um, actually, you know, acknowledging these, you know, and I'm not picking one, you know, side here. Um, I'm just really giving information, um, some facts, and, you know, just kind of giving my opinion. Um, you know, like I said, um, you know, it was beat in my head that you will not have an abortion. You will have a, you know, if you ever get pregnant, you will have that baby, you know, and I was married and when we conceived and, you know, I still had her very young, but, you know, so I was never put in a position where I had to make that choice. But also too, you know, there was a case um, in my area where a teenage mother um, had a baby, was trying to hide the baby from her family, and they found the fetus, you know, dead. Um, you know, so you have such big extremes. And then going into the whole black market thing as well, that just puts more people, uh, more lives at risk. And that we want to avoid. Um, however, though, uh, there are some some other things that I found kind of interesting um, that in New York in 2019 actually um, made the law where abortion can be um, completed all the way through the nine months of pregnancy when a mother's life or health is at risk. Um, and it says, which can be claimed for virtually any pregnancy. Um, that's a scary statistic. Um, you know, I know with ICD-9 codes and things like that, you know, you have to look at the wording and, you know, it's like, okay, are they... You know, I mean, yes, every pregnancy has a risk um, since the dawn of time. So I was like, okay, is that still going on? Um, Massachusetts state legislator signed by the governor allows women to obtain an abortion anytime during the third trimester. That's 28 to 40 weeks. Um, and that's when babies can routinely um, survive outside of the womb. You know, so when is going too far? When is too far in the pregnancy? Um, you know, third and fourth trimester, I feel, is too far. 
Um, you know, and life can sustain outside the womb without the mother, um, you know, and they feel pain. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, forming little humans in there, you know, that, um, you know, their little hands grow and their brain and heart and, you know, and they blink their eyes and they suck their thumbs and then towards the end they're kicking you and, you know, you can see the them rolling in your stomach, you know, um, pregnancy is a very beautiful, um, thing, and, um, you know, when you're getting in the third and fourth trimester, um, I, I personally feel that that is going too far, um, as we know, one of the big things between Trump and Biden, um, was the U.S., um, the U.N., United Nations, um, funding, um, one of the things that Trump um, demolished was the U.S. funding of $32.5 million uh, to the United Nations Population Fund um, because it supported a Chinese program that used forced abortions and sterilization um, under its two-child policy. Of course, in China, you're only allowed to have two children population control because they just don't have the space and they're overpopulated um which you know in america that is not something that we have to deal with um so but biden did go back and he um, reversed this action and we are now back into the united nations population fund um that's a lot of money um, and once again, I think this is issues that, you know, as Americans, we are just not aware of. Um, right or wrong, um, we should have some idea of it. Now, um, of course, a lot of this, a lot of people have issue with the um, Planned Parenthood, you know, state funding or not. Then you also have going into, um, you know, a lot of these fetuses, they're actually sold and used for scientific research, you know, so they're trying to, you know, the AIDS vaccines and cure cancer, um, you know, all Parkinson's, all different kinds of diseases. I even seen where Huntington's diseases, they're using these um, fetal tissues um, for testing and medical research. So that's a big um, avenue of revenue by itself um, that comes from this. So, and I just bring this up as awareness, you know, that um, even though they're with these abortions, we do have a loss of life, but there can be productivity with that loss of life. However, though, once again, let's not take the ball and throw it all one way. Um, I'm, you know, not saying you know, let's go to town, just, you know, once again, contraception, preventative, that type of stuff. Um, but a lot of people are not aware of it. However, though, in the state of Indiana, we do not allow that. It is against the law. And um, some different rules um, that I thought were kind of interesting that specifically um, for Indiana is that we they require a in-person um, counseling session that has to be done um, prior to an abortion. Also, you have to have a ultrasound, and um, and it is that 
person's choice, the patient's choice, if they want to view it or not. Um, and, you know, so I like that that's given the opportunity to say, hey, this is a living life force in you. Um, you know, these are some other options. Um, once again, um, you know, there's a lot of families out there that would love to have, you know, a little baby boy or girl. Um, and, you know, I know some of them financially support the cost of the pregnancy, things like that. Um, you know, so there are options, um, you know, besides that, you know, your life is going to dramatically change. Um, which, I mean, pregnancy, your life's going to change anyway. Um, and, and it doesn't matter which way you go with it. But anyway, back to Indiana. Um, and then 18 hours waiting period um, before they can come back in and have the abortion completed. So I highly applaud that. Um, you know, I pray that everyone's doing their job correctly. Um, you know, that... Um, you know, there is no push, you know, for one way um, or the other. Um, you know, I don't think that's screaming at a person, um, you know, that, you know, that you're going to hell and, you know, traumatizing. That's just not the way, um, you know, that's not done in love and compassion. And uh, when you're in the medical field or, you know, in those counseling things, it is your responsibility to go in with an open heart, um, you know, and give the most accurate information that you can and, you know, help the person. Let them be an open ear for them to be able to talk to you because, um, you know, the emotional roller coaster of that decision is lifetime. Um, you know, and, uh, there are many resources out there. Um, I'm going to, uh, wrap it up, um, with some information. If you have had, um, an abortion and, you know, you're still struggling, uh, with the ramifications or, you know, just feeling down about it. Um, you know, I encourage you to open up and talk. Um, you know, you're not alone. And, uh, you know, love, you are loved. And uh, I can't stress that enough. Uh, so one of them is uh, Save One Abortion Recovery. Phone number is 615-636-2654. Or you can go to saveone.org. Um, they have many chapters worldwide. Um, AfterAbortion.org has numerous resources as well. Then there's um, H3Helpline.org, um, which help, offers help for abortion recovery to women and men. Um, and their phone number is 866-721-7881. You know, we really don't think about the men in this situation as well. Um, that would be a difficult one, um, you know. If the woman didn't want the baby, but the man did, um, you know, that's part of him as well. So, um, glad to spend the time with you guys today. Um, I hope I gave you a little bit of information just to start the conversation. Obviously, this is not the end, um, or, you know, or the, really just the beginning. We'll have to see how um, time goes. But, you know, just remember that your love you are special and uh, 
we can do great things together. Hey, you guys, don't forget to leave me some comments. And uh, follow me on Twitter at dannysummitquest.com uh, .com is my website. But at dannysummitquest, sorry, on Twitter. And um, you guys be safe out there. Love you. See ya.